Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today, we're talking to life coach, leader, and entrepreneur, Danielle Poole. Are you ready to release those things that don't serve you, but you don't know how? Do you feel stuck and just wish you could be in someone else's life for at least a day? Danielle knows exactly how you feel because no matter how many degrees she got or what she did, she still felt like an imposter. Then she had her breakthrough. She's here to teach you right now how you get to live your empowered, confident life you've been wishing for. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Can I just say I love like hearing that in new words because it's like you write your own bio all the time, but like I love hearing it in such a different way. So, so fun. <laughs> yeah, right. So you just got back from the Bahamas and you had, you thought you were going on vacation and you had your own like breakthrough. I love like hearing you think you've done the work and then you're like, I haven't done the work, although it's all <laughs> peeling the onion. Like it's a, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Layer after layer after layer. Yeah. Like it's amazing. It's such a journey, which I love, but yes. Okay. So what <laughs> Definitely happened? Continue. I, I, what happened? We were on a live Instagram live together, which is how I met you and you were leaving and you thought I'm going on vacation. Totally. And- well, yeah. So it was funny. There like were a couple of things. We had booked this trip because my husband and I play music at a resort that we work with. And we get to go travel and go play music and sing some songs and kind of get our stay covered, which is nice. So it's kind of a a free vacation. So we get to work and play and we both kind of work from our laptops a lot. So it is like a workcation for sure. So like I was going into that knowing that, but it was funny. There were so many things that happened on this trip. So to like try to do it succinctly, I... Before I left, I kind of had my like, you know, freak out a little bit of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be gone for like two and a half weeks. Can I do this? Like, not really going to be bringing in income and like, you know, just like different fears that you have. And the day before I like sat down and had a pep talk with myself and was like, no, you're fine. This is what you wanted. This is how you wanted your Januaries to be, to be filled of travel and like time off since this is a slower time. So just enjoy it. So I like completely detached and decided to just like enjoy this trip and like have vacation time. And then things happen and like change that in so many great ways, but things that I didn't expect. So I don't know how much you want me to go yeah. into, okay. but so there's before so much. We, okay. Yeah. So before we go into that, let's talk about how you used to work in a completely different way. And you took that leap mm-hmm. of faith. I always ask people about like, because people yeah. are afraid to take that leap. Totally. And so let's talk about what you used to do before you even worked for yourself and were an entrepreneur and and doing all this and what got you to take that leap. Totally. So, oh my gosh, I had my own, I feel like dark night of the soul. This time where I had been working for so long to like get, you know, finish my degrees and graduate and get a good job and get the, you know, the corporate good job with benefits and climb up the corporate ladder And I had like landed what I thought at the time was my dream job, which was like working in human resources for like a company that I thought was really good. And I got into it and ended up hating it. And that just like sent me down a spiral because this was the thing I thought I had been working for. Is this after you got your master's and everything else? 
it was actually during school. So it was like while I was in school, but like finishing that. And like, that was kind of the point was like to use this. And like, this is where I'm headed. So I was still going to school basically full-time. I was working full-time. I had just landed this great job and I was like, oh my God, like, I hate this, but this is what I was working for. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, This is what you wanted. And like, you know, overall, like looking from the outside in, it was like, I had a good job. I had a, you know, great relationship. We had like an apartment at the time, like everything looked so great. And I was so unhappy, especially in like the career field of mine of like, this is not what I want. And I just felt so guilty for that. So there was so much that it's so funny. Had my, to, my daughter yeah. just graduated. I, I just have to do a little aside and she's sure. working. Anyway, she said, I don't know what I was in such a hurry for. This is kind of overrated. <laughs> That's fair. Keep going, keep well, going. and it's so true. Cause like, you don't, you don't really know the job that you want until you're in it. And that was just so apparent for me, of course, after the fact getting into it and then realizing this wasn't what I wanted. So luckily at the time too, like a few years prior, I had started my first business, my photography business. And that was really just like passion turned business. So I got to kind of do what I loved on the side. It was definitely a side hustle, make some extra income, but I didn't really know how to run a business or grow it from there. So at least I kind of had my foot in the door of like, well, I can do something that I really enjoy and make money. Maybe I should like explore this more. And that's what sent me down a rabbit hole one day. And I found like the coaching and more personal development world and like really dove into that, which really helped pick me up kind of out of that spiral was starting to work through that and like realized, did you quit your job? Not yet. Okay. 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 (laughs) Not yet. So that was just kind of the realization and like, really kind of figuring out that there is this whole other thing that I could do, just this new possibility. So it really kind of like lit a fire under my ass to to do this more and explore this. And kind of a few years, this took a few years down the road, but I got to the point where I was running my photography business. I was growing that. I had started my coaching business at this point and I was really like getting my certifications and that, and like really wanting to do that. Cause I found that that was just what I felt so inspired and just purposeful and fulfilled in. So I really started to explore that. And then 2018 came around and starting the year, I was like, this is my year to leave my day job. Like this is my big goal for the year. Not having a clue how exactly I was going to make that happen. If you looked at the income, like for my businesses, you were like, yeah, good luck with that. But I knew that was my goal. So that year was like exploring any and every opportunity that came my way, learning so much and kind of helping myself forget about the how so much, like not focusing as much as like exactly how I'm going to do this instead, just like really focusing on that goal. And sure enough, it did end up happening, but not through the way that I ever thought it was going to. It's never the but way we so, think it's going to happen. It's never, never, which is the best part because like yeah. we can have a plan and like be so rigid, but that's really what I learned that year is that having a plan really pinpoints your focus too much that you can't see other opportunities or things that may come into play that will actually help that you. That is such a, faster. I, I love that. Uh, there's a, something like, man plans, God laughs or something totally, like, exactly. know, something like that. There's some saying something like that, which is whatever. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. You have to like, of course, have a plan, be taking action. Right. Yeah, but like definitely. not be so 
pinpointed focused on this is exactly how I need it to happen because it never is how it's actually going to happen. And it wasn't for me. You have to pivot and pivot and then like pivot again and just be fluid. (laughs) Totally. Well, and have like kind of magical things that of course you like manifest that you don't know are coming to you, which is really what happened. I got the opportunity to shoot. (laughs) There's a world karaoke championship uh, company (laughs) over the world. And I got invited to shoot their national karaoke championships that was in Las Vegas. And then that actually led to like long story short, meeting their world producer and getting to travel to Finland to shoot their world finals with 20 different countries and different people all over the world. It was such a cool experience, but that trip was really what made that deciding factor of, I don't really have two weeks vacation. Like I'm going to make a vacation out of this because I get to go over to Europe and take my husband and we get to travel and everything. And it's just like, it just feels like time. So even though like everything did not look how I thought it was going to look in order to make that decision, yeah, I'm sure all of those karaoke yeah. championship wasn't like on your plan, <laughs> not on my radar at all. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. So yeah. it's amazing. Like what can happen when you set an intention and just work toward it and let go of that, how that like things can just happen and set it all into motion, which is what happened. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So that's, that's when you quit. Exactly. That's when I quit and haven't looked back since. <laughs> Yay. I love that. So then you had your photography business and your coaching. Is that right? Yeah. So then going into 2019, I actually had started my third business as well, which I had for a while. I closed down last year, but I also had a small virtual assistant agency that I kind of started on my own, built up and scaled, kind of scaled it back down. And then last year decided to close it because it just really wasn't my passion. But that was such a great experience in so many ways that helped me transition out of my day job and have something a little bit more consistent while I was still focused on building the other two, as well as it actually helped support my husband be able to leave his day job at the time about a year later. And then just kind of like learn how to kind of scale up and scale back down and kind of phase out of a business that I knew just didn't, didn't light me up. Wasn't where my focus wanted to be anymore, but was such a great experience in so many ways. Oh, that's great. Everyone needs VAs. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Very consistent. It's great. Definitely. Okay. So now you can fast forward to what happened on this trip. Okay. Okay, great. So yeah, fast forward. I'm enjoying my vacation. And then basically a couple of things that happened. First of all, I decided and detached to just like take this as a vacation and just enjoy my time. And then of course, that's when like inspiration and creativity hit because you finally like detach from like trying to force something or make something happen. And you're just like, I'm going to play and be in this fun energy. So of course the creativity comes back. So I had like decided to take on basically a new private coaching client in kind of a different way than I had done before and just kind of put it out there. It was really just this inspired, inspired action that I decided to take because that's what felt good. I just kind of had that like download, if you will, to like, this feels really fun to do. And I, I don't know, I don't really know what it was or how to describe it, but it just felt really good to do and ended up signing a client almost right away, which was amazing. And she's I love her to pieces. She's such a perfect fit. We've been diving in. It's been so, so good. And it was funny because that was something I hadn't actually done in almost a year. I haven't taken on any new private clients in almost a year because I had been, 
I had been full. I had been focused on just working with my current clients because a lot of my clients, majority of my clients work with me long-term, which was great. And I wanted to take a step back to just kind of reevaluate some things and shift my focus a little bit on other goals, which was amazing. And then second of all, I had an email come through from my associate photographer, one of my contracted photographers for my photography business, that she was going to quit photography at the end of this year, which was really great for her. I mean, honestly, of course, I'm sad to lose her, but like really happy that this is a next step and like a new chapter for her. So it also just sent me into this. I feel like had I been home, this would have looked completely different of how I took action on this, right? I probably would have waited. I would have like just taken on shoots by myself until I like found someone new. Wait, she gave you one year's notice? Well, she, she has, basically she's quitting in the fall and kind of doing all of the things that she has on her calendar right now. So it is like a very long time notice. And like, I knew that I, I still need people on my team to like help support my business. So if it's not going to be her, I needed someone new. So being away, being on vacation, I had that come up. I also had a shoot come up from like one of the clients I had worked with multiple, multiple times over the last few years that was going to be like the weekend while I was gone. So not only did I need to hire someone new for the long run, I needed to find someone for that weekend. And that was so good for me to be gone because it really forced me to step into this next level of myself and really this next level of like being CEO in my business and deciding what my business needed and how I needed to take action from there instead of, oh, I'll just do it myself, which I have done for years, right? So it just sent into motion so many next steps that I had been like wanting to do in my business, but really in a beautiful way, kind of pushed me into this in making these decisions. I ended up hiring a person like right, um, like a day and a half after I had gotten this email. Um, and then she ended up doing the shoot. It was a great experience. I'll continue working with her. Um, I've changed a lot of things like since I got back from the Bahamas because of what this set into motion for me. So it, I really did like come back just such a up-leveled version of myself, like really taking that CEO approach to my businesses versus just this like DIY solo entrepreneur that I've been for years and thought I had kind of, you know, stepped out of, but not fully. And this just really, like I said, in a beautiful way, kind of forced me to do that. And it just was such a beautiful experience, especially to have on a trip in the Bahamas where I'm just like enjoying the water and vacation and singing. And it it was just, it couldn't have been better. It was crazy. So again, like something I never would have expected totally happened again. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. So now you said that you need to heal your limiting beliefs. So how did you do that? Such a, (laughs) such a loaded question. No, there were so, there have been so many. I just did an episode on limiting beliefs too. Did you know there's a top 10? When I was like doing, this is a top 10 of limiting beliefs. I had no idea. I believe that. I mean, I believe they like, they feel different for everyone. They come from different places, but like, they're all similar. Like the idea of not feeling good enough or imposter syndrome. Like I'm so sure there's similarities between everyone. So for me, this has been such a deeper journey than just like, oh, I'll just journal through this or I'll just do the quote unquote mindset work. Cause that's what we hear so much in just like 
personal development, the coaching industry, all the things is like this idea of mindset work and journaling and using tools. And like, yes, that's all great. And, (laughs) and there is such a deeper level that I really take it to with both my clients because I had to for myself, because so many of these limiting beliefs just come from such a deeper, sometimes darker place, right? I know a lot of my limiting beliefs and things that I are, am challenged with come a lot from my like childhood trauma. And I know that's very true for a lot of my clients too. different experiences, different levels of trauma, of course. But if they're rooted in something that charged and emotional and something, whether you process through it or not, like it can, sometimes it can be almost more harmful to kind of dive back into it with the wrong intention or with the wrong tools and stuff. So I've done so, so much work on myself, which is honestly why I took a huge step back in uh, last year from my business, because I wanted to focus on my own healing journey. I had a lot of just childhood trauma really resurfaced within these last few years that I started to really dive into and heal in different ways and learn more somatic approaches to the body and movement, how to process through that, not just in your head, not just like through journaling or through cognitive uh, behavioral type therapies and written words and things like that, but how to really like process it in so many different ways and disrupt those patterns, like offer new insight, but in such a, such a safe held space, which is like with all of my clients I work with, it's very trauma informed. And obviously I can't tell you this is a safe space, but how can I do my best to help you feel that way so that you can like come to these sessions and just put it all out on the table and we can talk through it. We can move through it. We can just really help you process in different ways that maybe you haven't before. So I know for me personally, it has been so many years of work uncovering the kind of like we talked about before, layer after layer after layer of different limiting beliefs, different things that show up in our business, of course, that we never would think would ever show up in our business because they just don't seem similar or like they would affect one another, but they totally, totally do. So that's a huge piece of really how I help my clients too, because it's been such a personal part of my journey as well. So somebody listening right now, what would you suggest for them for uncovering and and walking through and getting rid of their limiting beliefs? Yes. So one of the things I'm actually working on right now, which is kind of exciting to talk about, it's not done, but I'm actually in the process of writing a book. And it's really how a part of how I've rewritten my story. It's this whole idea of being able to re-meet, kind of reintroduce yourself to your past, to your trauma, to your experiences, to different things that have happened to you in a new light, kind of re-meeting these things and how you can approach it differently, kind of like walk with it, if you will, and rewrite it in an empowering way that helps you be able to move through it and take that next step instead of staying stuck in it or instead of being afraid of it and maybe not even knowing what it is. So the first step is always like, how can you get really curious and actually be okay with like meeting it again or acknowledging what it actually is, identifying the actual belief so that you can kind of like walk with it, feel the feelings, let yourself like, you know, whatever needs to come up, whether that's emotions, feelings, uh, movement, you know, sometimes it's anger. Sometimes you need to go do something right. 
whatever it is, just exactly. (laughs) Go throw an ax for an hour. They have those places now, right? Like do different things to, to help yourself, like actually feel it. Cause that's so often why we stay so stuck is because nobody really allows that for us. If you don't have the right people support um, containers for you in order to do that. And sometimes we can make that feel really wrong that we're not supposed to feel bad or other people have it worse. Or like, I should be over this by now. There's so many kind of beliefs on top of that, of why we don't dive into that. Yeah. So it's really the the head, the head, the head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We just are stuck in our own loops, which of course we are (laughs) because that's, that's our pattern. So I would really encourage someone to just get really curious and be really gentle and compassionate with yourself. How can you acknowledge things that have happened or beliefs that are coming up for you? And really don't be afraid to identify exactly what they are and feel it in your body because from there, you can take different action. From there, you can really allow yourself to work through it or have conversations with yourself or find the right support for you to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to feel it. Otherwise it's going to come out in trauma somehow or another. Absolutely. Um, So, and also you talk about how you had to own your own power. Absolutely. And uh, so how did you get to the point where you could do that and even realize that that's what you needed to do? Oh, I, I get chills because it's, it's so important. And that was such a huge part of my journey, especially in business. I feel like this was something that really showed up that I needed to do of course, when I was like really working on starting and growing my business, because I, and this comes from, you know, some patterns in childhood trauma stuff that I believed that I needed to like work hard and achieve so much and do, do, do in order to receive love in order to be recognized and noticed and in order to be safe a little bit. So again, like understanding what's coming up and then where it comes from can be so, so helpful to just like identify and again, like help you move through it, which is what I had to do. And realizing that, I mean, you said it <laughs> in the intro, like how many certifications I have, how many degrees, how many things that I have accomplished, like over my honestly kind of like short life so far how many things I had done that I really wasn't giving myself credit for. And instead I was like continuing to push myself for more and more and more and just continued to not feel good enough. Even though I had like certifications and degrees and things to like, tell me I was good enough, quote unquote, but like I was not feeling that. So that was a really big piece of my journey that I needed to work through. And really own, like give myself credit for all of the things that I had done, actually like feel it and celebrate myself and take it, like integrate it into me to say like, Hey, it's okay to accept this. It's okay to like, give yourself credit for this. Like you've done so much, like really kind of, again, have like a pep talk or how I like to think kind of this inner child work of how can you reparent yourself? How can you speak to yourself as like a very loving, caring parent would And that's a practice that has helped me tremendously. So how can I like really talk through with myself of like, if I were parenting myself right now, how would I, what would I tell myself through this? And just showed that I could actually own my own power, own all of the things that I had done and like truly receive that and kind of stand grounded within that so that I could not feel this like, push to like, keep doing more to prove myself kind of coming from that energy and instead like fully accept myself 
and say like, I'm good enough right now. And I don't need to do more in order to be good enough. I just am. So that was a huge, huge piece for me that I really needed to integrate and work through and everything. Yeah, no, that, that is huge. And so how do you celebrate your wins or victories instead of being like, okay, next, next. Yes. Not just doing the next. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> totally. I mean, this is something I, I work very intentionally with my clients about every single client. I'm like, okay, what are you celebrating? How are you celebrating this? Like, what are you doing? And sometimes, you know, celebrations, I feel like, um, can be, can be difficult if you haven't done it before, because a lot of the times we can think that like, we have to buy ourselves something yeah, or we have say, to reward ourselves. Yeah. It anything. Exactly. <laughs> it be expensive. And right. sometimes it can, right? Sometimes yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing wrong if that's with that, what it is. Right. But exactly. It, but it's got to be that bigger intention behind it of like, how are you even just like sitting back for a second? Yeah. Exactly. And sitting it, back for a second, taking a breath, acknowledging like, oh my God, I did this. Like taking yeah. it in, actually giving yourself credit, feeling it in your body. That is probably one of the best things that you can do. And then of course, like kind of how I've done too, is like little, little things that really help kind of anchor that feeling back into it. So like, honestly, like my necklace, one of my rings that I have, like, those are all very key celebrations that I did and like kind of anchored to a thing, a physical item that like, I kind of rewarded myself with so that it's a reminder every time. And I get to like refeel that in my body again, which is so, so important that you're actually feeling it instead of just like checking the box. I love that. Yeah. I just love that. Do you know your one superpower? There's so many shiny objects. Do you know what your one superpower is? When you asked me this, is this like related to what I do or just like you. in general? In general. Just me. Okay. Oh, I love this superpower. I would say, honestly, my ability to hold space for somebody else and even for myself. And this is something I feel like I developed over the years was learning how to do this for myself too. I've always been the person that people have gone to, like, even when I was little to the person who would like listen to people's problems or try to help them solve things, or just like be the go-to friend, if you will. Right. Like I've always been that person just very naturally to like hold space for people and like deeply listen to what they're doing, which I feel is what makes me such a great coach, but also being able to learn how to do that for myself and allow myself to do that, like feel really good about doing that for myself has been really, really key for me. And I would say just overall, like my ability to hold space is absolutely my superpower. So what do you do when you feel lonely? That's a good question. I feel like there two things come to mind. Of course, I have my like go-to people, the people who just like mean the world to me, both like my husband, I have my best friend. I have just a few different friends and my brother who, when I am with them, even though I am very introverted and like people exhaust me, there's a few select people who like, I know if I'm around, I will be energized all of the time because they just like bring the best out of me. So like going to and seeking out those key specific people is something huge, but also I would say like another question would be like, why do I feel lonely? Or just like kind of again, holding that space for myself and just saying like, why am I feeling lonely? What is it that I actually need right now? And allowing that to come up for myself, I think is how I would approach that to find the right answer before I would take action. And then yeah, seeking my like really close support system who energizes me. 
Yeah. I just thought of um, the Tara Braca. This belongs. I'm just putting a hand on the chest. Like this belongs no matter what you're feeling. Yeah. I love it. Yes, exactly. I know. What are some of the best messages that you've received? For me, it changes all the time, but. Totally. I feel like it changes like based on like where I'm at in business or what I'm working on for sure. I always go back to like, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Like I always love that one. I think that that's just like such a, a good one to live by for sure. And then I do feel like I've had a lot of different, oh my God, so many messages over the years of just like where I'm at and what I needed at the time. But I would say that one's probably my, my key one. Yeah. Who's your most inspirational person who do you just turn to when you need inspiration? Honestly, I have a favorite author. She actually lives here in Denver, Colorado, but Tama J. Keeves, she has written quite a few different books. And I, to be honest, I don't even remember how I first got connected with her. I think I probably picked up one of her books or something. One of them, Inspired and Unstoppable, that became like my manifesto, especially when I was starting my business. She just has such a way of putting things that really, really spoke to me in so many ways. And I've continued to like, go to her retreats and follow her and attend her like just, oh my God, all of her courses and everything she does. Like anytime I feel like I need guidance or just a thought or like inspiration or anything, like I pick up her books. Like it's literally sitting here on my desk right beside me anytime I need it. So probably her. What's the most common question you're asked when you tell people you're a life coach or anything? What do Mm. people ask? I guess most people know what that is now. I guess Honestly, it's not even just about being a life coach because so many people, especially on social or people who know me, know that I am very multi-passionate and do a lot of things. So the biggest question I get asked is, how do you do it all? (laughs) (laughs) Which is fair. So I, I mean, I talk about that all the time, but it's just, it's just me. That's what fulfills me. And I, of course, have developed my own like systems and processes and ways that I work best in order to be able to manage it all effectively and like not go crazy or burn myself out. And that's been really intentional and fun because you get to do that. You get to choose that, especially for those out there who are multi-passionate. Like it is possible to do more than one thing. And I know I had been told so many times I just, I needed to choose one thing and just stick to it. And that never felt good. So it's possible. I do it. I'm a living and breathing it every day. Yeah. I, I, you're talking to one. I mean, I'm a lawyer, a podcaster, (laughs) I'm like doing all these things. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have a message of hope you want to give? Yes. I I would say my biggest thing is just like, just follow what lights you up. And I know that that can be really hard when you do feel stuck or when you feel like you've, you know, maybe backed yourself into a corner or like where you're, where you feel kind of like I was in, in a good day job and like circumstances are good, but you know, it doesn't light you up. Follow that excitement, follow what lights you up and go after it because yes, it will be challenging. It will push you to your edges and expand you and allow you to grow, but it's going to be literally the best journey that you're going to have over your life. Yay. I love that. I am always like, what brings you joy? What lights your insides? Yeah, totally. It's so worth it. It's, it's hard, right? Like we all have our challenges and times, but man, it's so worth it. Uh, this is great. And we'll have all the links to everything for Danielle in the show notes, of course. So thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Danielle's messages of vulnerability, hope, and gratitude. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week for another empowering episode all about how to live abundantly, authentically, and how to live in joy. 
It's a great episode that's super upbeat. And that's next week. I know you're going to love that. Also, be sure to sign up for free Confidence and Clarity Boost sessions. If you're struggling and you're feeling FOMO, feel like life's passing you by, then these might be for you. They're short 15 to 20 minute free episodes. You can sign up for them on the website at 52weeksofhope.com. If your inner critic is going nonstop, you're feeling burnt out and jealous of what you feel like other people are doing, what it is that you wish you were doing, then these are for you. Like I said, they're just 15 to 20 minute free confidence and clarity boost sessions. Go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com and sign up now. They're very relatable. They're easy. I don't know if you've been listening to them, but they're great. So just go to the website and sign up for those there, 52weeksofhope.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.